I know what you're thinking. Am I listening to a church service or to a financial planning seminar? Well, don't worry. I have no qualifications to give financial advice whatsoever. I didn't even learn to budget well until a couple years ago. So don't worry, I'm not going to talk about debt in the financial sense. I'm going to talk about debt in the sin sense. Caveat first. Talking about sin as debt has been not only out of favor, it's been frowned upon among Lutherans for 90 years. Since Swedish Bishop Gustav Aulain wrote a book called Christus Victor, which attacked that very metaphor. And it's easy to understand why he did that. Because with a debt metaphor, it's easy to slip into thinking that God is Santa Claus, tallying up your nice credits on one side and your naughty debits on the other side. And if your debits outweigh your credits, well, better get some asbestos underwear. Or another image that God is some kind of cosmic loan shark, totaling up the number of your sins with interest. Neither of those caricatures has anything to do with the gospel. But the idea of debt in and of itself, without sliding into any of those obscene images, can be helpful for us to explore how Jesus reconciles us to God. After all, is there anything more fundamental to human existence than trade? Trade is one of the bedrocks of civilization, whether we like it or not. I need meat and you need milk, so I trade you a cow for ten chickens. Or my city needs grain and yours needs metal, so we work out a trade. As civilizations grew, the need grew for a medium of exchange beyond the barter system. Money developed from this need. We all buy into the necessary fiction that a paper bill... I wish I'd brought one as a prop, but I don't have one. That a dollar bill is valuable as a means of exchange for everything, from labor to auto parts to tuition to food. When we don't have enough of these little pieces of paper to purchase something like a house, we have to take out a loan and go into debt. We become indebted to the bank. So basic Basic financial 101. So let's talk, think about debt as a metaphor for our relationship with God. First, we already owe God everything to begin with. We are all God's creatures. Part of God's amazing, beautiful, and sometimes terrifying creation. Everything we have and everything we are is God's. Remember those gifts we talked about last week from Article 1 of the Creed? Body, soul, mental faculties, all the needs for this earthly life. All those things have their ultimate origin in God. We are given the responsibility to use those gifts well. To love God with everything we are and our neighbors as ourselves. Of course, we fail to do that. We become captive to sin and cannot free ourselves, as we say in the confession. Worse than that, we become willing collaborators with sin. All of us have vices that we secretly enjoy. Don't pretend that you don't. 
It could be enjoying, here are some examples. It could be enjoying getting someone get put in their place online, for instance. Who doesn't enjoy that? Or an old grudge that you keep nursing because the, being the victim gives you a delicious feeling of wounded righteousness. Or maybe there's someone in your family who's always sick or in trouble, and you all avoid having, you can all avoid talking about yourselves by talking about what's wrong with Jane. By the way, I, these are three from my life, so if you feel personally attacked, don't. These are three that I have struggled with. More than being captive to sin, we become collaborators with sin. We become indebted to God, not just for who we are to begin with, but for, what we could, but for who we could have been. But we have nothing to pay. This is where we get to the catechism. German has a wonderfully versatile word for guilt, debt, fault, and blame for all four. The word is schuld. It's used in the German translation of the Lord's Prayer when we say sins, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. It's used in economic theory when talking about monetary debts. And it's used in everyday speech when you want to know who just broke the new coffee machine. And it's used here in the Catechism with its converse meaning. Unschuldigen, meaning not guilty, or not at fault, or not to blame, innocent, and yes, debt-free. Luther uses this word to talk about what Christ does for us. The Christ, co-eternal and co-equal with the Father and the Son, enters human existence in the man, Jesus. Why? To take away our guilt, to take away our shame, to free us from our debt, our schuld, to buy us back from the more or less apathetic non-existence we would have preferred on our own, to take on everything we are, including our sin, so that he, so that we can take on everything he is, full complete, whole humanity and union with God. To be truly free people, free from everything that hinders our love of God and neighbor. To be truly debt-free. It's hard to overemphasize this article of the Creed because it is so central to the gospel this is what the, where the work of God becomes personal, where it really becomes for you and for me. It becomes truly for us because it comes from the fully human, fully divine Christ. God has skin on in this article of the creed. God is not some abstraction. God is really here for us. The first article of the creed tells us that God has already given us everything. The second tells us that God became human to redeem us, to pay the debt that we could not pay, to make us new people who are God, who are God's people, serving God, as Luther says, in eternal righteousness, innocence, that's the word unschuldigen, and blessedness. 
So God is no lone shark. God is not Santa Claus. In fact, we might say that in taking care of our debt, God is out of the sin accounting business altogether. The book has been thrown away. There are no ledger of accounts with God anymore in Jesus Christ. And in being debt-free, we can live new lives. We're giving this amazing gift every day of a fresh start. A fresh start every day. More on this next week, by the way, when we get to Article 3. Maybe the greatest gift that God gives us. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for freeing us from the debt of our sins. Thank you for being our Lord. Save us from being willing collaborators with the power of darkness and help us to remain free of those powers as your faithful people. Amen.